We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fire. We've all run to things we know just ain't right. And there's a better life. There's a better life. You got paid.
are. Good thing. What's this mean? Oh, am I on? Okay. I remember my wife used to do that to me all the time. If I got a little bit lengthy, she would look at me and go. In other words, you're preaching too long. It's time to quit. Okay. Anyway, let's do this again. Good morning. Praise God. Glad you made it a choice to be with us here at Hope Through Grace Fellowship this morning. I believe God has a word for us this morning. If you've come ready to receive, I know that God is really going to touch you. First of all, Barbara and I want to deeply thank the church for your gifts for my birthday and our 50th wedding anniversary. Thank you so, so very much. They really meant a lot to us. We just thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. You you really touched our heart with your cards and your messages and your gifts. And Barbara and I really appreciate that. We wanted to thank you for that. Amen. Uh, also, we want to thank Everett for last night's meeting of the men's meeting we had at five o'clock. We uh, had uh, seven of us there. And I tell you, I had some of the best, evidently it looked homemade beef stew. I mean, potatoes, carrots, beef, uh, onions. Uh, oh, it was delicious. And then we had uh, barbecue potato chips, regular potato chips. Of course, you got to have chocolate chip cookies and other things. And uh, we just had a real, real good time of fellowship. It's my first. So thank you, Everett, for going to all the trouble. He did all that himself. And, uh, yeah, let's give Everett a, a hand clap. <clears throat> I, heard a, I heard a guy say one time, if you're going to clack, don't patty cake. So let's give him a hand this morning. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So thank you, Everett, for doing that. He also uh, read the uh, Christmas story out of Luke chapter 2 and read that. We all discussed that and talked about that. Uh, just about what a special season and time that we're all in. And it really is. Sometimes we we forget that it's just not a one-day celebration. It's a 365-day celebration of knowing that Jesus Christ is all that he says he is. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Uh, next Wednesday... Um, Miss Lisa and Harold will, taking, will be taking care of the next Wednesday night services. Barb and I will not be here. That's our week of packing. We are getting the house ready to pack up. We've already made arrangements with the movers, and we will be moving the 27th of December. So this drive back home today is our last drive back home that we have to worry about. Then we pack and we move and we don't have to drive back to Tulsa any longer. So, so we'll, we'll be home. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. This is our home. And you have become our family. And Barb and I appreciate that as we get to know each other better. We're going to know that we all have similarities, all of us. Because it's one thing we do have uh, in respect to each other. We love Jesus Christ. And uh, we ha- have a great opportunity next year, 2023. This year is almost gone. I mean, it's almost gone. I remember a scripture in the Old Testament. It says, the year is gone and some of our families are still unsaved. But we have a new year. Good thing about a new year, we get to start fresh. Hallelujah. Look at a person next to you and say, we get to start fresh. We get to start all over. Come on, we get to start all over. Amen. It's all fresh. So all the mistakes you made last year, forget them. 
All the things you wanted to accomplish last year, forget it. Amen. You have a brand new year to start. And our church has a fresh new start in front of us. The first Sunday of January, I'm going to be talking about our vision. I'm going to call it Vision Sunday, the first Sunday of January. We'll also be taking communion that first Sunday, so get used to that. We'll be taking communion every first Sunday of every month. So I think it's just a great thing to do that. So just a lot of good things coming, and I'm really, really looking forward to that. Again, like I said, next Wednesday, uh, Sister Lisa and Brother Harold will be taking care of the service. There will be no Christmas service on the 24th or, or the Christmas Eve or the 25th, but we will be back here the 28th to, for Bible study. Sister Glenda will be taking care of that, and uh, we're just looking for some good things. Come ready. Come ready to experience what God has for you. But great things are coming ahead in 2023, and Barbara and I are looking forward to being a part of you. Can you say amen? I'll go ahead and repent for 2023 that anything I might say or do that would offend you. <laughs> so I'll just get that out of the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> Amen. Okay, ushers, you want to come? Let's take up our offering this morning. What a great time it is. You know, off, uh, taking up our offering is a time of worship also. It's not just some haphazard thing, okay, let's take up the offering. No, you need to think about what you're doing. You're sowing into the kingdom of God. And what you sow can be a great blessing, not only to you, but to what God has blessed you with to bless others. Amen. I heard a guy say one time, he said, don't just throw your seed in the ground. Put a name on it. When you sow your seed, put a name on it. This is what you're believing God to do with your seed. And you know what? I'll say this also because later on we're going to be talking about so many things. But until you put your seed into the ground, it cannot grow. Now today we're talking about finances. So until you put your seed, your finances, you know, and you say, well, he's not even been a pastor a month and he's talking about money already. Well, I tell you what, if you haven't heard about money already, it's out there. It's out there. And guess guess who God uses? Guess whose money he uses to get his job done? Ours. Our money that he's blessed us with. He's going to use you and your finances to produce the kingdom. And all that we get involved in. Our church Thank God needs finances to keep the heat on. How many of you like to walk in here in a, in a warm building? Isn't it nice to walk in here in the summer when it's nice and cool? Well, you know what? They don't give us those things free. We have to pay the bills. And I believe this. This church will never have to beg for money. We will always have our needs met because I believe there is a band of givers in this church. And we're going to take the kingdom. And we're going to stand up and proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord over Kansas City, Missouri. Revival is ours. It belongs to us. Can you say amen? amen? And we're going to touch the lives of everybody around you. And the only thing that can make this service any better today is if you would have brought someone with you. The g- good, 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 good. Yeah, that's right, you did, yeah. 
Word of mouth is the greatest advertisement we'll ever have. Tell somebody about what God's doing, what he's doing in our church. But thank you for your giving. Thank you for sowing into the kingdom of God. God loves a, what? A cheerful giver. So if every time we take up the offering, you're saying, oh, no, it's, we've got to give. No, you probably ought to just keep it in your pocket. <laughs> it's a cheerful giver, not a fearful giver. Amen? Barb and I got over money years ago. Money, we made a decision that money was not going to control my life. I was going to use money to further the kingdom of God. And when it ran out, I would just believe God for more. Can you say amen? Don't allow money to use you, but let's use money for the glory and the kingdom of God to promote what he's doing on this earth. We are a part of that. That's what an offering is all about. That's just a little. That's just a little bit. Amen. Are you ready to give? Praise God. Amen. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give today. Thank you, Lord, as we sow our seed. We will never lack. We'll never be without. We thank you that you're the great giver. You gave your son, Jesus Christ, the greatest gift that we'll ever receive. So, Father, as we sow finances today, as we sow our seed into the ground of God, we thank you for a harvest that's coming. We thank you for those who are working, those that want to work, those that are looking for a job, those that are on fixed incomes. Father, I thank you that the business of heaven has everything to do with us being givers in the kingdom down here. So I thank you and I give you praise. And all the givers said, amen and amen. Glory to God. Play something happy there. Thank you for your giving. All right, let's all stand together and worship the Lord.
wherever you reign. Hallelujah.
Thank you, thank you. Just keep playing some more of that. Hallelujah. Let's all just continue to stay in an attitude of worship. Amen. Just worship the King. Love that part of the song. I may not have much to offer, but I can offer a hallelujah. Glory to God. We can offer that. We can lift our hands up and say, thank you, Jesus all you've meant to us. There's nothing, nothing you'll ever do greater than to lift up the name of Jesus, our Savior, our King, our Messiah, God with us. His name is Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, praise team. What a great job you've done this morning. And we want to give God all the praise today for what he's doing. Hallelujah. You might want to go ahead if you're taking notes this morning. Uh, get your pen and pencil ready or whatever it is you use. And uh, we'll start from there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So good to see everybody again. Hallelujah. Amen. God's got great things for you. We do want to, we do want to welcome our visitor. Sabine or Sabrina? Sabby. Okay, we're so glad to have Raise your hand, honey, so we all know. First-time visitor. Let's all give her a hand clap and a welcome. Amen. Y'all need to get used to visitors coming. And everybody said? 
Amen. Amen. So I tell you, if you come one more time, you'll be considered family, and then we'll look at you as part of us. So we're so glad to have you with us today. God bless you. Amen. Uh, looking at some things over uh, the last couple of days, I I was going to finish up our uh, message on faith begins where the will of God is known, but I decided since it was so close to Christmas and we're not having a Christmas Day service, so to speak, I thought I would go in another direction. And I was looking up some things. We know it's the Christmas season and things are going great, but the Christ of Christmas is our greatest gift. I did a little bit of research. and Did you know it's estimated this Christmas season, this is kind of staggering, this Christmas season People over the United States will spend over $800 billion during the Christmas season. I said billion. Whew. Kind of staggering, isn't it? Well, they're celebrating something. And did you know that in the United States alone, every American citizen or family, I should say, they will have an average of spending $1,000 this Christmas season for their family. I think these are conservative. And I even looked at the Canadians, since you guys are going up to Canada this year. The Canadians spend around $1,700 per family during Christmas. So I guess it depends on where you're living, what kind of Christmas gift you're going to receive. But it was almost staggering when I saw that $800 billion will be spent in America over the Christmas season. My goodness. We all love Christmas. I do. I love everything about it. I love the portrayal of the fat guy in a red suit. But I know he's not Christmas. But I love what he represents. He's a giver. I said he's a giver. We all love Christmas. It's family. It's giving. Having the giving spirit. It's love in action. It's fellowship. It's laughter. It's food. Sometimes it's overspending. We all love Christmas. But to others, it could be sadness. It could be being alone. It could be emptiness. It could be heartache. But our Father God has experienced all of these. And he's made a way for all of us. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity to share your word today. There's nothing like the life-giving goodness of your word. So we thank you, Father, as we deliver our gift to this congregation this morning the gift that is unspeakable. We thank you, Lord, that we will lean on the Holy Spirit this morning saying what we need to say and don't go down the road in things we don't need to say. But we give you praise and we give you glory. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that my lips would be as a pen of a ready writer. We pray blessing over those who are here, those who couldn't be here, those who should be here and didn't come. But we're thankful for those who are here today. And we're thankful that the word is going to be preached today would fall on ears that would hear 
and do something about what they've heard. And we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen Amen and Amen. In the book of Isaiah, if you would please turn to chapter 9. Give you a moment to turn there. Isaiah chapter 9, beginning in verse 6. I want to read this. Hallelujah. The Christ of Christmas, our greatest gift. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. You know, isn't it good to know that when Jesus came, he has broad shoulders to carry out the message of his father. You'll never have to worry about Jesus not being prepared to do what his father has sent him to do shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, (laughs) Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. In other words, he carries out his work as the Prince of Peace. When you accept him as your personal Savior, you'll never, ever experience a peace quite like his peace. Can you say amen? God gave the greatest gift when he gave Jesus as our Savior. And as your pastor, the greatest gift that I can give you is what the scriptures say about this man called Jesus. One of my favorite subjects. I love to talk about Jesus. I had a guy tell me one time, you sound like you're a Jesus only preacher. I said, I am. He's the only one that can save me. He's the only one that can heal me. He's the only one that can love me with a love that resounds from the north to the west and the east and the south. Can you say amen? We're talking about not just a baby in a manger, but we're talking about a man who at about the age of 33 and a half years began what we call his ministry on earth as our Savior. But let's begin to go down this journey this morning as I present to you our greatest gift. And that greatest gift today that we could see or hear is the gift of salvation. You'll never see anything any greater in your life than a man, a woman, a boy or girl accepting Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And if you're here this morning and you have not made that commitment, yeah, it's a commitment. I said, yes, it's a commitment to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe today will be a good day for you to come and renew or begin that commitment as a believer. Amen. Look here, Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 21, talking about Mary. In verse 21 it says, And she, Mary, shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, and he shall, what? Save his people from their, what? Sin. How many of you know there is sin still rampant in the world today? I know we don't talk about it a lot, but sin is on the left, it's on the right, it's in the front, and it's in the back. But you know what? You do not have to participate in all the sin that's presented to you in the world. Can you say man? Sin is out there. The adversary is out there. The opportunity for you to do wrong is out there. But the other opportunity for you to do good is also there. 
But the greatest thing that he did, what did he do here? He said, Jesus, for he shall what? Save his people from their sin. Folks, you're looking at a product of a man who accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior, who was walking in sin. But when I heard the gospel message, I didn't understand all of it. But I knew, sitting in that seat over 40-some years ago, when I heard him talk about Jesus, something hit me in here. Someone began to talk to me in here. It was a voice that I wasn't used to listening to, but something was going on on the inside. Can I get a witness? Y'all ever heard that voice before? In here, he's talking to you. Well, he began to tell you, it's just about time that you made a change. And that was to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Now let's look over here in the book of Acts. Just go on through the Gospels there. Just turn the pages to the left and go over to the book of Acts. And look here in chapter 4. Hallelujah. Everybody has a favorite uh, verse, I'm sure, in the Bible. This is mine. This is my favorite Bible verse that I love to quote. I love to sign it. And I love to do all those other things. But it has everything to do with who? Our Savior. The greatest gift. I hope in the natural that you get everything you're believing for this Christmas. My grandkids, I have eight of them, and they have long lists. And they don't care to put their requests down. Papa, this is what I would love to see come my way Christmas. And uh, I say, usually I say, well, what list are you on? Are you on the naughty list or are you on the good list? I haven't been bad all year. <laughs> They're just, you know how your grandkids are. My goodness, you just, uh, you just love them. And I, I, I love mine and we're going to get to be together for Christmas this year. But uh, they have a list. Some of the lists, they, they, some of the, my, my, my grandkids are all teenagers and two of them are in their twenties, but the teenagers, they, they're asking for gifts. I have no idea what, what it is, what they are, what it does, what it stands for. So Barb, since Barb and I are old school, we always fall back and get clothes or, uh, 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 now they all love the, the, uh, Starbucks cards and all these things like this. But we want to give them those things. But we're not able to give them everything that they've asked for. Maybe one or two things on the list per, per uh, grandson or per granddaughter will do our uh, best to do that. And I can do that because God has blessed us to do that. Just like you for your grandchildren and all that you do. Folks, I remember... I remember when Barb and I didn't have two nickels to rub together. And on Christmas Day, we would, uh, we would find something in the house that I would have to take to the pawn shop and hawk to get money for Christmas. You can't tell me any stories about not having it. I've been there. I said, I've been there. I know what it's like. I remember walking down an old dirt, dusty road in southern West Virginia Barbara and I are talking about the goodness of God. And we were sharing a can of Vianney sausages and a Pepsi. We were sharing it. 
Couldn't buy two cans of pop. Couldn't buy two cans of Viennese or Viennese, however you want to say it. But uh, I like them. And we were walking down that road. And the Holy Spirit spoke to Barbara and I. He said, you'll never have a famine again. You'll never do without again. And he's been faithful to Barbara and I. But you know what? I believe God sets a premium on people who are faithful. And we've been faithful. And God has blessed us to do that. But the greatest gift that we ever received was when we both accepted Jesus as our personal Savior. What a gift. Amen. Look at the person next to you and say, what a gift. Oh, hallelujah. It's not your husband, not your wife. But I, I mean, I thank God. The Bible says when you find a good woman, you find a good thing. So I found a good thing when I found her. Amen. I'm glad of that. I look at her every day. She still makes me smile. Oh, I tell you, I still wink at her every once in a while. Once in a while she winks back. But that's not the greatest gift. It's Jesus in here. It's Jesus in here. We were, uh, George and Beverly did a great, great uh, job on Sunday school class this morning talking about joy. Joy is a great thing. If you look in the book of Galatians, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Joy is one of them, along with love. But you know the good thing about joy? Those gifts of the Spirit can be developed. Maybe you're not loving like you should right now. Maybe you're not having joy like you should right now. And, and the other gifts of the Spirit, it goes well. But you can develop those. You can develop those through the Word of God. See, you, you can take my happiness, but you can't take my joy. Oh, no. I have the joy of the Lord in me. It's one of the gifts, of the fruits of the Spirit, and, and you can't take it away. But you know what? Joy and happiness are two different things. Joe, if, if, if I were to give you a $20 bill. I'd take it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but then if I would look at him and say, Joe, Joe, I made a mistake. I want it back. He lost his happiness real quick. <laughs> but he didn't lose his what? joy. Joy is not about money. Joy is not about gifts. Joy is about what you have on the inside. Can you say amen? amen. Sorry, Joe. You know. <laughs> Hallelujah. But look here in, in Acts 4.12. What are we talking about? The greatest gift ever and what is it? Salvation. Glory to God. Acts 4.12. Neither is there what? Salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other, talking about any other name, for there is none. There is no other name. There is, I'm paraphrasing. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's one name, and it's not Buddha. There's one name. It's not Hare Krishna. There's one name and one name only. It's the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the third part of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. His name is Jesus. And he will do what? He shall save these people from their sins. And what else is he going to do? He is going to be our what? Savior. Well, I tell you, he saved me. I don't know about the rest of you. I, I was on my fat, fast way to hell as quick as I could get there. But I heard a man named Jesus. <laughs> Look over here in Acts 5 and verse 31. Talking about our Savior. 531. Acts 531. Him, talking about Jesus, hath God exalted with his right hand to be what? Prince 
and a what? Savior for to give to repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Jesus was exactly what Israel wanted. But yet even to this day, they have rejected Jesus Christ as a whole as the Messiah. Come on. He didn't only come for us, but he came for Israel. He said it right there. And if Israel wants to reject Jesus, that's up to him. But aren't you glad whenever it was that you accepted Jesus Christ, you accepted him, what? As your personal Savior. Has your road always been smooth? I doubt it. Mine has not. I've always had bumps. But you know what? It's just like when I was a little kid, when I got in trouble, I knew who to run to. I didn't run to Dad. I run to Mama. I was a baby of nine, and I knew where I was going to go if I got into trouble. But isn't it the same way when we serve Jesus and we get into trouble? Be careful who you run to, and be careful who you run away from, because this man Jesus is always there. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But I'll go with you all the way through. Paraphrasing it says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll go through whatever trouble it is you're facing. You just got to give me a chance. Come on now. Can you say amen? Look at the person next to you and say, he's doing pretty good so far. Pretty good. I'm working on it. Come on. I'm working on it. Oh, come on, Steve. Help me. This. I saw you smiling. Help me a little bit. I'm beginning to be friends with him, but I got to learn him first. I do. <laughs> Look over here in Acts 10. Acts 10. Come on now. Hallelujah. Acts 10, verse 43 says, To him. Who's he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. Talk about Jesus. To him give all the prophets witness that through what? Scripturally, we're proving this. Man called Jesus is our Savior. And you're going to hear a lot of Scripture from me because why? I believe that it will be scripturally based. There's no way that the adversary can come in and steal what's been deposited in your heart. I believe I said it last Sunday. The devil don't care what you read. He just cares about if you believe it or not. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I accepted Him as my personal Savior. And I don't care what the devil thinks about it. I hate Him and I don't care what He thinks about anything. He can't hand me. He can't guide me. He can't leave me. I turned over my life to a man called Jesus. And Jesus is my helper. I'm not afraid of Him. I don't care to mention His name. Satan, you lose. You're a loser. Because my Savior Jesus won it all on the cross of Calvary. Glory to God. To him gave all the prophets witness that through his name. What name? The name of Jesus. Whosoever. That's me. That's you. Remember when you came to the altar? He didn't ask you who you were. He didn't ask you what kind of family you come from. He didn't care about your skin color. All he cared about was you coming to him. Woo! Glory to God. To him give all the property witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him, what? Shall receive remission of sin. It don't matter who you are, where you're from. If you'll come to Jesus, Jesus said it in his word. I will forgive your sin. Yeah, but you don't know about me. It don't matter. God already knows you about you. I don't have to know about you. 
Jesus does. He knows what you did last night. He knows what you did this morning. And he knows what you're going to do today. This man called Jesus. Look over here in chapter 13. In Acts. (laughs) Don't you love the word? (laughs) Gets me excited every time I look at it. Hallelujah. How often do you talk to God? Well, every day. How, How do you do that? Well, I read his word. So I'm talking to God. God's talking back to me. Can you say amen? Woo, glory. <laughs> I'm about to get excited. Come on, Steve, jump up. We're, we're about to get excited together. He's going to get so excited someday, he's going to have to stand up and say, praise the Lord. <laughs> Woo! You can't help get something in you and it not do something to you. Woo, yeah, but I'm, I'm kind of calm and collective and cool. I, I, don't, I don't move like that. You ought to try it. You ought to try it. (laughs) No, you don't have to. That's me. That's me. God lets me be who I am. Look here. In Acts 13, verse 38 and verse 39, he says, Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren. He's trying to tell you, hey, listen, listen. Amen. Listen. He says, Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, who? Jesus. Through this man, Jesus, is preached unto you. What? The forgiveness of sins. The scripture is laced with scriptures letting you know who the Savior of the world is. His name is Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Now look over here at 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. <laughs> Glory to God. This keeps getting gooder. I mean better. You know. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Who are we talking about? The greatest gift that's ever been given. Amen. Uh, one, one, uh, talking about gifts. Two years ago, I love, uh, I love uh, guns. And uh, it's just something I like to do. I collect guns. I love Henry's, the, the, the brand name Henry's. Two years ago, I was told Barb, I said, boy, I sure would like to have one of those Henry Golden Boys. If you know anything about weapons, it's a rifle. It's Brass and oh, it's pretty, <laughs> shiny, <laughs> but it was just a gift. And they waited till all the gifts had been given out. You ever been in that position before on Christmas when you were little or growing old, and you were believing to get something for Christmas, and and it just wasn't there? It's like the Christmas story. Oh, there's one more gift over there. Go look behind that tree. Remember that story? <laughs> and, he, and he got his BB gun. Well, it was all over, and, and the family said, Oh, wait a minute, Dad. We've got one more gift here for you. And they brought it out, and it, it's unmistakable. It's about that long in a box like that, and it's about that wide, so you kind of guess what it is. But, uh, and I opened it up, and it was a Henry Golden Boy rifle, just a beautiful rifle. And... Uh, but that's not the greatest gift I've ever got. When I was 15, when I was 15, uh, we didn't have much growing up. My dad, well, we just didn't have much. When we had a big Christmas, maybe older people will remember this. We got an orange, a banana, and some candy. And if dad could afford it, we had a little toy. But I remember when I was 15, I never had a bicycle, never had anything close to a bicycle, never had a used bicycle, never had nothing. I walked wherever I went. But my brother, who had gotten a job, bought me a new Schwinn 
bicycle. Anybody remember Schwinn? That's the Cadillac of bikes back when I was 16. I mean, I, I, I like to fell over. I, I couldn't believe it. A guy like me living where we did didn't have anything. Now I have a brand new Schwinn bicycle. I tell you, it was over the top, Joe. It was, and, and I cried and I thanked my brother. My brother got it for me, and and uh, he's been my favorite brother ever since. <laughs> but look at this here in First Timothy chapter two, for there is one God. Everybody say one God. one God. There is one God and one mediator. Say one mediator between God and men. That's the man, Christ Jesus, who what? Who gave himself a ransom. He paid the price. He paid a price that you couldn't pay. He paid a price that I did owe. But because of who he was, he paid the ransom for all of us to be testified in due time. He is what? The mediator. God, Jesus, Come up here, Joe. Let me help you with it. Tommy, come up here. I want to use you two guys this morning. Tommy, I'm going to let you be God. <laughs> turn, turn around here like this. There you go. Face these people. Y'all in trouble. You get to be Jesus. <laughs> I thought you were going to make me the devil. No. <laughs> I think you said I should have. <laughs> okay, what he's saying here, what Timothy is saying here, God is God. But Jesus, who is the mediator, the man in the middle, who's standing in for me, this man holds on to the Father. And when I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, because he's my mediator, He's pleading the case to his father. Yeah. Father, you got to let him in. I know he's bad. I know he's no good. I know he's worthless. You know the sin he's committed. But because you sent me down to earth to die for him, I'm pleading his case. I'm going to pay his ransom that he couldn't pay. And when I looked at Jesus and I said, Jesus... Would you let me in? Jesus looked at the Father and said, Father, he mediates for me. Your Jesus is the middle man. Come on. Times that we think we can't reach God, you can reach Jesus. You ever get them Holy Ghost bumps? He's my mediator. He stands in for me. He pleads my case when I don't know what to do. He'll go before God and he'll look at God and I'm back here. Now plead my case, Joe. Come on, tell God I'm a good guy. Come on. Come on. Let him in. So I get to come into the family. Now I love God. Now I love Jesus. But Jesus is my mediator. You need a mediator every day of your life. Going down the highway, living at home. You need somebody to stand in for you. And isn't it good to know that it's Jesus? 
Give these guys a good hand. They did some good preaching. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Who gave himself a ransom. Oh, I love it. Now look, go back in Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Let me get over there real quick. Ephesians chapter 1. Hallelujah. And verse 7. Verse 7. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 says, In whom? Talking about Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. In whom we have what? Redemption. He redeemed us. He went for us to the Father and redeemed us. He paid the price. In whom we have what? Redemption through his blood. See, Jesus had to die on the cross. He had to shed his blood. So you and I, the Bible says, without the remission of blood, there is no, or without the remission of sin, there let me get it right here. Without the remission of sin. No. My goodness, my mind just went blocked. <laughs> Without the blood, there is no remission of sin. <laughs> See, y'all need to pray for me. <laughs> my mind's going a hundred ways, but that's right. The blood had to be shed before remission of sin could come about. I'm sorry. Forgive me for making that gaff there. In whom we have redemption through the blood, the what? The forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. Boy, there's not a person in here that doesn't need grace. Amen. I, I, years ago at a church, I pastored in Kentucky. I used to start every Sunday out by saying, Grace! 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 I'm going to need some grace. This next year, our first year together, you all are going to have to give me some grace. You will. You're not going to like everything I say. You're not going to like everything I do. So would you please just give me grace? And I'll be okay. And so will you. <laughs> Can you say amen? Uh, look at Titus. Go over here to Titus. We're almost done. Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. Hallelujah. And look here at verse 14. Titus chapter 2. Verse 14. Who gave himself, speaking of Jesus, for us that he might what? Redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous under good works. Who are we talking about? Jesus. Now go back over here to Galatians. We're getting ready to close. Galatians. Hallelujah. Galatians. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 4. It says, Who gave himself for our sins. Jesus gave himself for our sins. That he might deliver us, listen to this, from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father who gave himself. Jesus freely went to the cross for you and I. Now look over here at Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. And we'll, we'll uh, 
Read one more after this one, I think. Verse 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Now he's talking about us. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Folks, we need to remember that we're not living on our own. We're not living on our own. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Praise God. One last scripture, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 28. Hallelujah. Got it. Oh, he's got it up there. That's good. Are you there? Well, you don't have to be there if you're looking up here. <laughs> I'm used to having everything down here. It's all about Jesus, isn't it? I do pray you get all the gifts that you think that you need to have this year. Because <laughs> we all think we need to have this certain kind of gift, whatever it may be. I hope you get it. I really do. But remember, the greater gift, it's already been given as our Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. And now, O Lord God, thou art God, and thy words be true. And thou hast promised this goodness unto thy servant. His word is true for us. That's all of us, Tommy. That's all of us. He sent his word to every one of us. Glory to God. Amen. Lisa, you want to come to the piano? Thank you for, for being so patient this morning. Thank you for listening. <clears throat> My uh, aim, every service I stand in front of you, is to deposit something in you in here that you can use tomorrow. Because you're going to have an opportunity to share Jesus somewhere. Now, I don't mean you go into work Monday, jump up on top of your work and say, Hey, everybody, you need Jesus! Or that Lisa goes into the nurse's station and says, Well, wait a minute before we do anything. I need to tell you about Jesus. And she just starts preaching to the whole nursing station there at the hospital. Or in the lab. Susan may go to the lab and she may feel inspired and say, Wait a minute. I'm not doing anything till I proclaim Jesus. Now, you know what? There's a way to do that. And you don't even have to raise your voice. Just be you. Just be Susan. Let him who's in Susan come out. Amen. Let that person that lives in Lisa just come out. Let that person that just lives in Glenda just come out. Be kind this week. Be giving. Be thankful to everything. It's just wonderful to be blessed in the Lord and be able to just share with somebody. But maybe you're here this morning. And you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. The greatest thing you'll ever do is to accept Him as your personal Savior. If you've never done that, you need to do that. If you have and you want to make a personal commitment, you need to come back and recommit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to do that, then we encourage you to do that. There's none like this man called Jesus. But if you're all right with where you are today, 
If Jesus were to come through those back doors and take my place up here and look at all of you and say, are you ready? Are you ready? And look each one of you in with those piercing eyes that I'm sure he had. And if you can say, yes, I am, then you're ready to go. That's what it's all about. That's what our church is going to be all about, getting people ready to go. I'm ready, but not everybody else is. How many of you have lost loved ones in your family? We all do. Begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. And if you're not close to them, pray that God would send someone that knows Jesus by their way, that they would be a witness to them. Amen. Well, Father, we pray this morning. I speak to the east, the west, the north, and the south. And I call those people to come in here that's supposed to be working with us at this local church. We thank you, Father, for the mothers, the fathers that are away from their children, the children who are away from their fathers. Disagreements that have kept families apart. Let us be the ones who breaks down that wall, that partition, that's separating us from the love of God that we need to have. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Let's go to Jesus. Let's ask the mediator to work on our behalf. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. Brother Joe, you want to want to come up and dismiss everybody in prayer? Praise God. Thank <laughs> you.